today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I circle back to the story about uh, polio on the rise again. Uh, rather unusual story. I uh, caught a lot of people off guard. And uh, once again, to uh, get some uh, some perspective on this, uh, we welcome Dr. Don Bodish, uh, tender professor of pathology and molecular medicine at McMaster University, and also Canada Research Chair in Aging and Immunity with the DeGroote Institute for Infectious Disease Research. Uh, Doctor, pleasure having you back on the program. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. What's going on here? I thought we had eradicated polio. I thought that was all in our rearview mirror. It wasn't going to happen again. It certainly seemed that way. I think the issue was that nobody's safe until everybody's safe. And unfortunately, there were uh, some parts of the world, Afghanistan, Pakistan, uh, that had not completely eradicated polio because they simply couldn't uh, get vaccines to everyone. And in, in prior to the COVID pandemic, there was actually a initiative to completely eliminate polio like we had with smallpox. And the idea was we were going to you know, mobilize the world's resources and get out to those countries and finally remove these reservoirs so that the rest of the world could be safe. But of course, COVID happened. Uh, resources that could have been put towards that had to be put towards other things. Um, and of course, you know, whenever there's a war, a famine, someplace where, where service and care is disrupted, there's always a chance that people won't get the vaccines. And so that'll lead to more outbreaks. Um, Canada has been polio-free for quite some time. Occasionally, there's an imported case from part of the world where somebody hasn't been vaccinated. Um, but now what we're seeing in the UK, in Israel, uh, in the US, is that uh, there is evidence that the polio virus is in the wastewater. So unfortunately, it looks like uh, it may actually be spreading in some of those locations due to the fact that people have not been fully vaccinated. Now, when you say, and we've heard this other person, of course, they were testing for COVID in the wastewater too. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, that's the science that's being used these days. Mm -hmm. uh, when, when it's found in that system, does that mean it's widespread? It, it means it's detectable. Now, the good thing about these wastewater detection systems is they're extremely sensitive. So they're detecting very, very, very low levels of the virus. And it means that somewhere upstream of that wastewater, there are uh, a person or people who've been infected. And by looking at the amounts of how this changes, just like we do for COVID, you can say, okay, make some estimates about how many people and how much it's spreading. And then, of course, is it gets into different municipal systems, then, okay, now we, we have evidence that's spreading beyond the original place. And so... Uh, in the context of um, Israel, there's actually been uh, cases where people had the full-on paralytic disease, which can lead to death and disability. Um, and uh, in the U.S., it looks like there are, there's some evidence that it's been spreading for a little while uh, there amongst the community. Um, not uh, the same degree where people are being hospitalized or whatever, but there is some evidence that's there. So in Canada, what we need to do is we need to be exceptionally vigilant uh, we need to make sure that we're getting people vaccinated. The, the Canada has always had a target of making sure that 95% of children get their vaccines, uh, and we have not met that in the past two years. Some families, you know, missed their standard pediatric appointments. They just didn't get there um, due to the pandemic or due to all the other disruptions in care. And so suddenly we've got uh, some of our youngest young who are susceptible to this disease, not protected. We also have to make sure that we're investing in vaccination programs for newcomers to Canada, refugees or people who come from parts of the world where their vaccine status may not be known because those people also obviously are, are vulnerable to infection. And, uh, and the concern is that we could see a reemergence of this really horrific disease. 
I mentioned in the beginning of our conversation, this uh, headline might seem like a bit of a shock to some people, uh, but I can recall having a number of discussions with a number of your colleagues in, in the past number of years, really, doctor, uh, that said, you know, there, there's a direct correlation of vaccination and, and the spread of these diseases. And since vaccinations started to fall a few years ago, and it wasn't just because of COVID, there, there were mm-hmm. other people that this, had this anti-vax routine for one reason or another. Uh, they said there's, you're running the likelihood that these things are going to rear their ugly head again, not necessarily in North America, but in some other places. And that's happening, isn't it? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And what also tends to happen is there tend to be pockets of people who are not vaccinated. So either because they share a common belief system about uh, vaccines or because, you know, again, they might be from parts of the world where they couldn't be vaccinated or war or uh, tragedy disrupted those vaccines. And so the concern is that if one person in one of those communities becomes ill, then multiple people in those communities, and then as the numbers increase, then people outside of those communities. So, you know, it's really, 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 really important that people get their childhood vaccines because that's in Canada right now, most adults are protected from from polio, but there is an increased movement uh, either because of a belief system or just because of the disruptions that we've all experienced with healthcare and also all the healthcare challenges with, you know, getting people a family doctors who are following the vaccine status. This is not something that tends to get done in urgent care centers or anywhere else. Uh, so it really is a bit of a canary in the coal mine about our health system in general, public health system in general, and when those vaccine rates are falling. Uh, for those who haven't Googled polio yet, because uh, I know there's an awful lot of people who have little knowledge of it since we thought it was way behind us. This is an ugly disease, isn't it? It's horrible. Like COVID, some people have asymptomatic infections, which uh, but they can't spread them. It's spread through what we call the fecal-oral route. So that means the same way you get stomach flus, anything that causes diarrhea and throwing up, that's the same sort of spread through that uh, route. The percentage of people who go on and develop paralytic disease because it infects nerves can lead to withering away of the limbs and and, and it can lead to paralysis. And if it uh, affects the nerves around your lungs, it can lead to uh, lack of breathing and death. And and there's no recovery from nerve damage. So once that uh, virus has infected those areas and caused that damage, there's really, besides rehabilitation, there's really no coming back. So this is where it's important to speak to our elders who remember this disease and about how frightening it was when it started to infect communities, how grateful they were to get the vaccine and how debilitating it was and, and uh, how many deaths and, and terrible maimings that were caused by this. Any vaccine preventable uh, deformity or death or tragedy is, is uh, preventable. And so this is a, a classic case where we need to protect ourselves from this. Well, I was going to ask you, I've only got about 30 seconds left here. Who's most susceptible? I guess right at the top of the list is the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated, both children and adults. So uh, both children and adults can get it. The case fatality rate for people who get that paralytic infection is very high, uh, as many 10% kids, as many as 30% in adults. And like I said, even if you survive, there's no saying that you won't have long-term health consequences. So vaccines, there's not really a treatment for the infection uh, other than supporting specific symptoms. So vaccination is your treatment. It is your prevention, uh, is your investment in your health. If you're a parent, look up, call your family doctor and ask if your kids are are totally Mm -hmm. up to date on their vaccines. If you're worried you've missed one, uh, call your family doctor, uh, get a booster um, if you're worried about that. And let's just make sure that we're all as protected as we can be. On that note, we'll uh, wrap it up. As always, doctor, thanks so much for this. I really appreciate the time today. My absolute pleasure. Take care. 
The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.